You're listening to Being Jim Davis, the podcast where we answer the age-old question, what happened in the 558th ever Garfield comic (laughs) strip, which ran on December 28th, 1979. My name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. And my name is Nathan Vader-Wise, and I am Jim Davis. Nathan, Chris, we are looking at... A Garfield strip. Tell me what happened in the 558th ever Garfield strip, which ran on December 28, 1979. John, oddly enough, in today's Garfield, Jim Davis, Garfield, and John Arbuckle do not wish my father a happy birthday. What a bunch of assholes. No, instead, Garfield doesn't think anything. Then he thinks a lot of words. Happy birthday, Dad. Hmm. Yeah. Happy, yeah, happy happy birthday, Chris's dad. Right? Right? See, how hard is it, Jim Davis? It's not that hard at all. Yeah, ha- happy birthday, Carrie Winter. Yeah. Happy birthday, German sin- German singer Senna Guimor. <laughs> right? You'd... Finally. Yeah. Um, so panel so to kick one. things off. Yeah. Panel one. Garfield is um Look, I wanted to say he was sitting in the windowsill. Which is a thing cats do, but that's not mm. what he's doing. No, no, he's, he's sitting at the windowsill. He's, he's apparently, like, I guess, standing on his hind legs. Mm-hmm. With his... Resting his front paws on the windowsill. Yeah, yeah. There could be a piece of furniture there, you don't know. I mean, there would have to be, because he's not tall enough to rest his forepaws on the windowsill, you know, if his hind legs were on the ground. There's got to be some kind of, could be that piano uh, that we saw it could once. be a cellar window. It's possible it's a cellar window. I mean, if you want to, if you want to go get into that, I mean, like his posture is not at all cat-like. This is a human posture. Yeah, no, you're. You know, you're look, you're he's absolutely got one right. elbow on the windowsill. Uh huh. You know, his, his head, head on his, his palm. Uh huh. And then his other forearm is resting sideways, perpendicular <laughs> to his body yeah. on the windowsill. That's not a thing that the cat body can do. No, 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 no. And he's staring in reverie. This is something a cat might do. <laughs> staring in reverie at a spider web with a spider in the center of it. Eh, a cat, look, a cat will stare at a bug. I'm not disagreeing with that. Cats <laughs> enjoy looking at bugs. I'm glad you chose not to disagree with that. We, we, we would have words. No, no, we don't need to have words. Um, and that's all that's happening in panel one. John Arbuckle does not clean his home as thoroughly <laughs> as one would, one would think. No, this is not an example of prissy John Arbuckle. Mm, like this no, is this the is home very of much, slovenly very much the John slovenly, Arbuckle. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, in the second panel, the camera angle has shifted ever so slightly. Mm. Uh, it has. Yeah. It's nice, like a nice couple catch. inches, a couple inches up now. So yep. that the the windowsill is now the very bottom of the panel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really see any particular reason artistically for this. No, um, 
No. I think I think he, he drew the first panel, and then he realized he needed more space for the th- the thought bubble, and was like, "Shit, I better draw this down a little <laughs> bit." And and he he was so proud of that uh, exterior window frame underneath the windowsill and the way he drew it that he was like, "Oh man, I can't." You know, I, I can't uh, change this and cover I, that up. It's it's so well rendered. I think it's adorable that you think the reason Jim Davis didn't go back and draw something again was because he was so proud of his artwork rather than just sheer laziness. <laughs> like, that's already drawn. There's no point in me redoing well, look, it. I mean, look how straight those lines are in that first panel, especially compared to the, the shitty risers from yesterday. <laughs> like, I thought he found his ruler. Yeah, he found he clearly found his ruler. And, I, and I thought you that... were going to compare them to the Van Gogh from the Patreon, but yeah, the risers are, are better, a, be, a more apt comparison. No, Chris, I don't like to reference the Patreon content on the regular episodes because it look, makes our non-patrons feel left out. Look, if listeners would like like to hear us talk smack about Van Gogh for no reason, <laughs> criticizing a beautiful painting, they're going to have to get on the Patreon. Van Gogh and David Brooks. <laughs> oh yeah, David. Yeah, David Brooks is David I, Brooks I, is I, the Van Gogh of New York Times columnists. <laughs> that's fair. No, that's. I mean, I look, think that that's, is fair. Yeah, because he, it, it, the words that he writes don't necessarily make <laughs> coherent sense, like in the real world. But they, but they provide like a a feeling of you know what. It, uh, no, something I don't know. He, I, you put it that way, he sounds more like it's more like symbolist poetry, maybe than a, a, an impression. Well, okay, fine. I did find uh, it somewhat untoward when Van Gogh expressed <laughs> disdain for people who were not able to order food at expensive restaurants. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> I think sometimes we romanticize Van Gogh. We want to think of him as sort of the decent principled impressionist, you know, as opposed <laughs> to just like a rabid right wing impressionist like Cezanne. Um, just because Van Gogh appears on PBS does not mean that he is worthy of our respect yeah a lot of his mm. a lot of his ideas when you dig down are really odious just because van gogh is talking about getting a boner when he hears obama talk it doesn't mean that david brooks said huh? is that a thing david brooks said you never heard that no did he say that uh, david his, brooks his, often describes his boners yeah, his literal words Okay, said, look, said, I said, I, look, I got a boner. Look, you know what? You've you've stated that as a fact on our podcast. I have no reason to doubt that the veracity of your your words. Uh, not responsible. No. Uh, uh, panel so in the two. second panel, Garfield is is continuing his reverie. If it's even Garfield, we didn't get a panel one name drop. <laughs> Sorry, that's true. This this unnamed orange tabby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is thinking spiders are curious insects to see their webs are really neat <laughs> <laughs> and um it, if you haven't read the following panel you might not realize this is this is um this is meant to be uh verse poetic yeah i i yeah, didn't yeah. realize until i i looked ahead 
Um, what I is poetry, did... really, though? Yeah, what the fuck is poetry? Someone tell me. I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. You're both raising a fair question. I didn't think we were gonna, didn't think we were necessarily going to get into it in our daily Garfield recap podcast. Um, but yeah, what poetry is and how it's distinguished from, um, you know, from prose on the one hand and from uh, lyric on the other is a fair question. Is this a now? What's the meter here? Is this a um? Da, 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 I was da, trying to figure da, that da, out da, myself. Da, da, da. Their webs are really neat. Sounds like iambic. That's iambic. But the first, the first line: spiders are curious insects. To, that doesn't work at all. That does spiders not. Spiders are curious insects to see. That's not. <laughs> that's trochaic, isn't it? <laughs> it might be trochaic. Perhaps in, one, right? in uh, Jim Davis's <laughs> unique dialect, this is iambic. Yeah, I think it's meant to be iambic, because when we jump ahead to panel three, but how well, do I, they weave them elaborately like... when all they have is feet? When all they have is feet, that's definitely iambic. But how do they weave them elaborately when all they have, they is, have feet? is feet? So like the first line is trochaic and the second line is iambic. I think it's, is it trochaic, or is it just like him trying to squeeze something into iambic <laughs> that doesn't really, like, the spiders are curious dun, insects dun, to see. Dun. Jim Davis understands that comedy is all about subverting our expectations. True. <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect there to be poetry in this strip. No, so. no. Like, I I read through these closely enough to write the synopses for this week. And I did not realize. I just saw, yeah, he's staring at a staring at a spider web, thinks some things, there's probably a punchline. Yeah, and you can tell like in case it were ambiguous, you, you can tell that he's intended this as verse for a couple mm-hmm. there are a couple things um mm-hmm. aside from just, you know, the rhyme scheme. Yeah, are we going to um, talk about th- yeah, okay. Is that the uh uh the the indentation second pattern line in the first uh first strophe is um indented uh-huh yeah as is the second and fourth in the second strophe yeah also the first and third strophe in each uh or first and third line in each strophe uh, is uh, the first letter is in bold yeah yeah, this Spiders is very clearly, yeah. very clearly poetry. I mean, that seems unnecessary, but it, I guess it doesn't hurt anything. Mm. Wh- Jim I- Davis was really testing the limits of the daily comic strip when he wrote this. <laughs> really stretching the... Is this the first... Oh, yeah. No, this is not the first poem we've had. Um, no, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, we all, we all, we all recall... Um, indelibly john arbuckle's poem my buddy um right there was garfield did at least one where he was sitting at the window looking at the sunset i think oh did he or or no oh, no it was like uh it was about spring it was like spring is here blah 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 the something or something the zephyrs and something and then it probably ended with big fat hairy deal i don't re- recall that being a poem but i could be mistaken <laughs> It, it could have been a very avant-garde poem, um, such that I no. didn't recognize it as such. Maybe it wasn't a poem. I guess my question with this strip is, why, 
why? Why would? Why is it in verse? Does that add anything? Does it make it funnier? I think in the final in the final panel we do see a, in a well I guess in all three panels really we see an expression of self satisfaction on Garfield's yep. face. So mm-hmm. perhaps Garfield is proud of having written this piece of verse. He's definitely proud. Check yeah. out check out the subtle change in his eyes from panels one to two to three. One and two, he's looking up at the spider. Panel three, he's looking at us, the audience, mm-hmm. as if to say, hey, that's pretty smart and funny for a cat, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, mm. hey, check out check out that fat rhyme. <laughs> that fat rhyme. A-B-A-B, <laughs> um, huh? I don't know that I fully understand his question. <laughs> it's... Like, uh-huh. does he think... Wh- wh- all they have is feet? <laughs> it, it, it's particularly galling coming from Garfield, who manages to do all <laughs> kinds of impossible tasks with his four feet. He holds yeah. a popsicle so stick. He could, so true. Yeah, like Cat, Cats do have somewhat opposable front paws. He's, t- he's tied knots in string before. <laughs> you mean your cat does not tie knots? No, not typically. Well... I mean, he's, as, as uh, longtime listeners will know, uh, Louis has currently left us, um, hmm. moved on to bigger and better things. It's very possible that he's currently off somewhere tying knots right now. Hmm. Possibly tying a knot in, in someone's throat. neck. Yeah. His um, neck, yeah. Yeah. But he never, to my knowledge, he never <clears throat> tied knots while he lived with us. Yeah. Well, goodbye, Louis. Oh, Louis. You've been listening to Being Jim Davis. Post Garfield, ergo Propter Garfield. True. You can support the podcast by leaving us a review on iTunes or probably the podcatcher of your choice. I don't know. Do they have review systems on Stitcher? I mean, it depends which one you choose, I imagine. Probably. Yeah. Seems like, seems like they would. Seems like they Why might. Why not visit the website www.beingjimdavis.com? You can do things there. You can also follow the program on Twitter at Being Jim Davis. I wouldn't recommend it. We basically just use it to tweet the links to the show. Just no. subscribe to the show. No. Just just do it. Yeah, there's no um, point following us on Twitter. I'm on the internet at Inscrutable Taco. And I'm at the Chris Winter. I don't really encourage you to follow me either. I don't think I've posted I don't think I've <laughs> tweeted anything in a, a long time. You can find me on Instagram at Nathan Nathan Bobathan. Or in the beautiful city of Philadelphia, the sandwich capital of the world. Oh. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. I mean, that's a powerful claim. I didn't know that. I kind of want to visit Philadelphia now. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it sounds really great now. It is. It's a good city. <laughs> right. <laughs> More than just the Liberty Bell. Yeah, oh, well, that, thing, that, sounds... that thing's broken anyway. So. Yeah. No, these sandwiches, this sounds great.
podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.